This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a podcast from The Times. Go to thetimes.co.uk. The Rugby World Cup from The Times with Mark Suster. We'll be with you every week with the latest from the tournament, looking at the prospects for the home nations and the other big guns, of course, and reviewing all the action on and off the field. Find it at thetimes.co.uk or in iTunes. Thanks for joining us here um, for our game podcast bonus, and I'm delighted uh, uh, to be here with Tony Evans. Now, uh, Tony, we, we just had uh, another uh, Liverpool derby, but I want to ask you, uh, if you've been to a fair few over the years, and I think we just worked out that, uh, <laughs> is it six decades? I saw Dixie Dean, Elisha Scott and Dixie Dean, I saw them, <laughs> honest. Now, 60s, uh, I've seen, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and, you know, this decade. So that that, that, that adds up to six decades, which uh, I'm nowhere near that old, honest. <laughs> Do you remember your, your, your can, can you pinpoint your very first uh, Liverpool derby, or have there just been so many that... No, I don't remember. I, I mean, I, I started going to match um, when I was very young, and um, I mean, our fella died. So when I was fourteen, so he, you know, he never told me what the first match. You know, to, I can tell my younger brother because I used to take him. But I'm kind of, you know, in the midst of time, I have vague memories. You know, of sort of, you know, games. But you know, I, I don't know what my first game was. All right, but by the time you were in your in your late teens, which uh, you know, middle to late teens, which I guess is when. Many of us reached a slightly different level of, of footballing mm. self awareness. Uh, uh, we're talking, uh, we're talking the seventies uh, uh, at this stage. Yeah, Can you tell us a little bit what uh, what Derby Day would be like. Um, you know, from from the moment you wake up to to after the match. Oh well, it was brilliant. It was you know it's uh, one of those days you you know the anticipation of builds up for a long time. You know it's um, and you know you get so Liverpool were very very good back then. Obviously, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, sort of the first ones I remember in this sort of form was in the late seventies when you know um, Everton weren't so good, but by by the early eighties, you know it was well, mid eighties. It was brilliant. But you know you get up and sort of uh, fry up. 
pub at 11 o'clock, you know, um, in there, be full of both, both sides, you know, you'd meet your mates, Evertonians, and then um, and go your separate ways or not, because, you know, often, especially at Goodison, you know, the, the, the park end was relatively small, so you always end up in the enclosure or the paddock, you know, and often with a, a couple of your Evertonian mates, you know, as I said before, you know, it's, uh, in the 5-0 game, celebrating the, the fifth, an Evertonian kick me, and I still have the uh, lump on me shin. Um, you know, but you know, there, there, there was nastiness. You know, don't get me wrong; it was never, never that friendly. You know, town on a Saturday night after the derby. You know, you'd leave the wine lodge alone, and there was always the possibility of anarchy. You know, but but where it was, it was. It was if if I could describe it, 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 it would be. It was like a, a family argument, a family row, where everyone goes away the next day, gets up, feels a little bit shady about it, um, and moves on, and you know, pretends it was. Say, for example, Man United. You know, that that was that was enemies. You know, to, you weren't getting up the next morning and feeling better about it. You know, it was always. You know, they. they there wasn't the component of hate that's crept into it in the last 15, 16, 17 years. Now, what I'm about to say will, will upset fans of, of both sides, um, Liverpool and Everton, but as an outsider, if I see somebody in civilian clothing in, in Liverpool um, and, and, I, and, they, and I hear their, their accent, I can't really tell who's who. Is, is Liverpool kind of a, a big city that's also a small village and when you did go out in town or whatever you could tell who was Evertonian and who was no, no. I mean, you, you, I mean, you'd know them, you know. So, to, especially you know during the real match going years, you know, you, you know, so to when you were traveling to all the away games, you'd know who went and you know, you know, you'd who, recognize who the for faces. Them. Yeah, you know. So, but again, I mean, most of the time it was very, very friendly. You know, it was, um, you know, sort of nodding terms, discussing your adventures at various places, um, and occasionally on Derby nights it'd spiral out of control. Um, but you know, as I say, it wasn't a common thing that these days, especially among the younger kids, there is a, a level of hatred which just didn't exist when I was young. You know, it's, um, it, it's. It, Really, and I, I find it disappointing. I can't, I can't understand it. It's not, you know, it's one of those things I don't comprehend. The first time I saw it would have been um, in '96 when we played United at, at Wembley. And I should point out for those who haven't figured it out: when Tony says "we," he means Liverpool. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and and if you accuse me of being a blue, they'll be murder. <laughs> but um, you know, the the um, I, I was in the lower Bullens, right by the fence, and all the Evertonians were singing "Iwa Cantona," and there's only one Man United. And I just I couldn't understand it. You know, it was um, it just wasn't the way I've been brought up. I've been brought up. You know, when Everton played Man United, I wanted Everton to win. One of the most difficult days I had it was um, was the 1985 Cup final with Everton would have won beat United they would have done the double and we hadn't done it yet and you know but I couldn't want United to win I was I, I was praying for global nuclear war I was saying Soviets push the button push the button <laughs> and by the way children that sadly was a real threat in the mid 1980s uh, as some of his old timers can tell you but I I want to go back to this because you know, obviously, the image of football, especially in this country in, in the 70s and 1980s, is through history is depicted as a sort of very bleak, uh, the, the hooliganism and Thatcher, the three-day week and uh, the, the country falling apart and, and whatever else. And yet, 
football-wise, despite all this, you know, you describe uh, a friendly rivalry. And now we, we live in sort of the, the, the sanitized corporate football-going world. Um, and also, I, I might add, not to upset Everton fans, but Liverpool and Everton are very much on, on different planes right now, football-wise. Um, and yet the rivalry is nasty. How, how do you explain that? I, mean, I think in general it's got nastier across the board. Not in a physical sense, not in a, a fighting sense, but people say things which are you know, absolutely unbelievable these days. And I think one of, the, one of the reasons why it was friendlier back then was because there was no, no seats, no allocated seats. So if I went to a derby at Anfield or Goodison, if my Evertonian mates got tickets on the cop, they'd come and stand by us. They didn't have to go in an allotted seats surrounded by strangers. So you you be together. Oh, and I need to jump in here as well to remind younger people: your Evertonian mates probably didn't go to the match with uh, in in a brand spanking new uh, Everton kit that they bought at the club shop for eighty five quid, right? Oh no, no, you know we 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 dress nicely, you know John Smedley's, you know it's a you know faded five hundred ones, you know it's a you know the the, you know best trainers trainees you could buy, like you know it's a although I was always a suede boots man myself. So the, the the close proximity is what created this different atmosphere. I mean, was it almost like more of a pride in in, in the city uh, well, and and less of an issue about I, who's red or blue? I, I, I think yeah. I mean, the, the two two things really stand out in my mind. It was um, going to Wembley in '84. You know, during the uh, for the League Cup when we played Everton there and we got down there the game was on the Sunday we got down there on the Saturday and it was ju- during the minor strike and um, and you know it's like sort of both sides were filling buckets you know everyone had their I support Liverpool City Council badges on in red and blue and we, we come out of Euston Station singing Merseyside you know I've never felt prouder of being a scouser and again you know when we did the double in 96 think about it we've just we've just done the double we've beaten Everton at Wembley to do the double they're second in the league you know 10 days before it looked like they were going to do the double as the teams did the lap of honour loads of blues stayed behind and you know all those behinds were singing are you watching Manchester you know it's like it had never happened now you know, it's uh, and there was the, the great sense of you know this, you know, sort of being scouts was the most important things. One of the most disappointing things that's happened to me in the last five years is when I was home at Christmas um, a couple of years ago, and I was I was talking to one of my Evertonian mates, and I said to him, "I don't know how you can support United, you know, when they play Liverpool." And he said, "I said, you know, we're, we're scouts." He said, "I'm an Evertonian first, I'm, I'm a scouts second, and that is just you know that's the sort of uh, you know, and I I, I would." think most Evertonians wouldn't think like that I hope not because uh, you know that, that, that Scouse pride then was um, you know, it was one of the best things I, it was possibly the best part of the whole footballing experience you know it's uh, you know football is a, a sort of flagship for your culture and for your beliefs and you know not just a game we're getting into deep waters here aren't we yeah, and uh, now I could make the point that we live in this uh, globalized world where uh, you don't have to be scouse to be uh, a blue or, or a red or or whatever, but uh, but that involves a digression and I guess a, a conversation for a different day. <laughs> Tony, thank you so much for joining me. No problem at all. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. 
so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.